Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. Is he your guy? Gosh. Yowza. Yuck. 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 How about Deshaun Watson paid that money? I forgot Deshaun Watson for a second. $45 million for Kirk Cousins. 20%. And Neil Hunter's a free agent. What are we going to do with him? They got to pick up his option before this thing. Uh, everyone says, well, they'll restructure, they'll restructure, they'll restructure. Sean, you played the game. You signed a contract. Yeah. Do you have to restructure because everyone says you should restructure? Or could Kirk Cousins dig his feet and be like, no, 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 no. I'm under Back contract. You paid me that. Yep. You signed me. I would have signed with another team. <laughs> Good morning, football. <laughs> And for the for the audio audience, they had a ranking of the top five quarterback cap hits going into 2022. And Cousins is third at 45 million behind Aaron Rodgers. And Matt Ryan's been up at the he's like 47 million or something on that cap hit for the Falcons. Matt Ryan and the Falcons are what happened when you kick the can down the road for a number of years. Yep, pretty much where the yep. And if if you don't win a championship, it hurts. If you come close, it hurts. If you win one, you don't care. Yep. So, all right, Mackie and Judd, happy Reckless Speculation Thursday, everybody. Reckless Speculation. That means it's time for a scoop session with our guy. He is part of the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. Inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams, the Scoop Podcast. Darren Doogie Wolfson, happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Judd. Good morning, Declan. I am here to celebrate. Phil, it wasn't just quarterbacks. It was... Everybody, right? Like, it's not yeah. like there's a defensive lineman or cornerback with a cap hit that high. So, Matt Ryan, number one in the entire National Football League. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Kirk Cousins, number three. I love Peter Schrager. Uh, is it Schrager? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's rock solid, yeah. And he's right. Like, Judd and I, Phil, did a deep dive on Tuesday on the Cousins conundrum. There just isn't evidence to suggest, going back many years, many different contract negotiations, that he is willing to take a significant pay cut. Heck, I'm not even quite sure he's willing to take a minuscule pay cut. So something needs to take place with that situation. I just have a hard time believing the Vikings, you know, because it is one of the three scenarios. We've laid out the three scenarios. You trade him, you extend him to lower his 2022 number. Or you just ride this thing out of the three scenarios. That last one just doesn't seem plausible. It just doesn't seem likely. So something has to give in the very near future. 
Well, that's that's an interesting lead in here to the first topic of the day on Reckless Speculation Thursday, because, you know, that fork in the road, that contractual fork in the road where something has to happen might be the reason for some hesitation when Kevin O'Connell speaks about Kirk Cousins. And uh, all of us are are friends with Chad Hartman. Doogie used to be Chad's producer on on the fan back in the day. And uh, and, and Chad had Kevin O'Connell on WCCO radio yesterday. We don't have the ability to play the clip. We don't have permission to play the clip. I'm going to read you just the first. So, th- so, so Chad asked Kevin about, he asked him a very pointed question. Without hesitation, can you say that Kirk Cousins will be on the Vikings roster come training camp? Right? Pretty black and white pointed question. Great question, too, by the way. I mean, you know, going back many, many years, I'm biased because of our relationship, but there's not a better interviewer in town than Chad Hartman. It was strategic. It was calculated the way he asked that question. It was a great question. And so without hesitation, can you... Tell us whether Kirk Cousins will be the Vikings on the Vikings roster come training camp. And the first words out of Kevin O'Connell's mouth were, quote, training camp is a long way in my mind from a standpoint of what any position may look like, end quote. End quote, or at least end sentence. He then gave 30 or 45 seconds on previous working relationship with Kirk. We worked together in Washington, but yes. (laughs) The headline is those first 10 to 15 words, right? He tap danced slightly. I think the question threw him off a little bit. And yeah, training camp is a long way off. Phil, the way I analyze that is something needs to happen with the contract that they don't know. I'm positive phone calls are taking place. Like, Judd, we know this for a fact, right? The Green Bay Packers today have trade offers on the table for Aaron Rodgers. That was reported today. Yes, exactly right. The Vikings, like the Packers, are receiving phone calls. There's outbound phone calls. Yeah, I think things ramp up next week at the Combine in Indianapolis. But behind the scenes, so much is happening right now. And so on O'Connell's quote to Chad, let's backtrack one week. A week ago today, O'Connell is... introduced um, at TCO for the first time. And the first time that he's asked the question in a roundabout way that Chad asked very directly was at said press conference. And O'Connell gave an answer that started with he's under contract. And then he elaborated a bit and and he was, excuse me, much stronger at that time than he he was with Chad. Uh, Kwesi Adolfa Mensa was sitting at the table with O'Connell. And I looked at, at him and I could see a look of you're going a little bit strong here. Like keep it more body bad. language breakdown. Yeah. I love it, Judd. And, and that's when Quasi came back and because the person said, Can you please also address the question? And Quasi at that time said, I'm happy, he's happy, which is the most roundabout way to get around answering the direct question as possible. And then reckless. Speculation. <laughs> so, so then after that press conference, KOC went, went on went on the flagship with Dan Barrero, and was pretty much asked the same question. And I thought he gave as strong of answer as he was going to possibly give about Kirk being this team's quarterback in 2022. And I thought, oh, that's pretty strong. And I found it very intriguing, guys, that by yesterday the answer had become much more corporate 
much more uncertain. It's and, hilarious. Yeah, but but I'm just saying this is how this works, right? I mean, Judd, if I ask you, Judd, listen, uh, you, you've been with Don for uh, quite some time here. Can you confirm without any ambiguity that you and Don will be together when football season starts next year? And you say, well, football season's a long way away. Well, I mean, I- no, what I would say is you never know what's going to happen at our age day to day. Like, like I, Phil, I can't tell you if I'm going to wake up tomorrow, okay? Anything can much, happen. Much less speak for, for my beautiful and lovely wife. And so I can't assure you of that. Anything can happen. I take, and that's why, Phil, I take things. And Dukes and Dex, Judd Zolgat takes things day to day because yeah. you never know. So, but I, but the answers are getting much more, much more, um, honed i think as far as trying to leave the door open in one week well i mean i think the door has been open since those public comments at the introductory press conference one week ago now you know he he opens the door maybe even a little bit more with with chad he'll meet the media next wednesday at the combine i believe it's wednesday quasi goes tuesday and kevin goes wednesday so inevitably those questions will come up in six days, I'm telling you, like, there's just, there's no evidence to suggest, okay, so Cousins, no on, on for sure a significant pay cut, but I'm not even quite sure about a minuscule pay cut. And there's no evidence to suggest that the Vikings are hanging up the phone, that they are going to listen. And with a number of teams, Carolina, Judd, you had that steam earlier this week. I'll add, you know, with Phil now in the conversation, I checked. So, Phil, going back to last Monday when Judd had this Panthers-Cousins steam, just that Carolina, you know, initiated some dialogue. Not that anything is on the cusp of of happening, but I said to Judd on Tuesday, Phil, now you can hear this, a couple people with direct knowledge going back, well, about two years ago, remember there was a WFAN radio reporter slash host who suggested the Vikings were in dialogue with the Browns. This was like in 2020 about a trade for OBJ. Maybe you remember that report. I reached out to somebody that would have direct knowledge of these cousins talks. This person two years ago said BS baloney, nothing going on. Got right back to me via text. Nothing going on with Cleveland. That report is bogus. Then there was a report in October around the trade deadline that the Vikings were in conversations with the Miami Dolphins about cornerback Xavier Howard, or is it Xavier Howard? Whoever it is. Uh, Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, Yeah, Xavier. So uh, the star cornerback for, for Miami, Howard, and a different official who would have direct knowledge of what's going on with Cousins texted me right back and said, BS, we are not talking to Miami about Howard. I did reach out to... These two people about Judd Steam with Carolina, neither got back to me. So interpret that as you wish. Now, somebody close to Kirk said, you know, for what it's worth, I've not heard that. I've not heard of, of Carolina showing interest in Kirk. I also will tell you that a ranked official pretty high up uh, in AFC team's food chain he doesn't have a stake in the game, but I texted with him just saying, hey, you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the league. How do you foresee this this cousin situation playing out? He thinks in the end cousins will be here. But this is this is not somebody with direct knowledge. I'm just telling you, two people with direct knowledge who have gotten back to me on, on previous trade chatter reports, 
and neither got back to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not here to debunk or confirm. I'm just laying out the the evidence. But Carolina's one team that needs a quarterback. Pittsburgh, we can go up and down the list. You guys have done that, I'm sure, on Purple Daily a bunch. But there are so many teams looking for an upgrade at the quarterback position that I'm positive the Vikings are at least willing to listen. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's uh, real quick here. So, uh, Doogie, I want to want to get your thoughts on a little reckless trade idea that uh... reckless speculation. Sam Darnold. So, I think you know where I'm going here. I'm going to play you a clip. All right. Well, I'm on way, Twitter. It has not. It has nothing to do with Sam Darnold. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a clip here real quick. So, uh, the Panthers' flagship radio station, the uh, WFNZ in Charlotte, reached out and is. I think they initially reached out to Judd for middays, but Judd's a busy man who has many sources to speak to, and you know, Judd Judd There's cannot be bothered. A lot of surly yeah. beers to, yeah. to chug, right. yeah. exactly. So, so let's go get the the squirrely sidekick guy and uh, and see. You know, that guy hates Kirk Cousins, so maybe he'll pour some cold water on this. The hosts of this afternoon show were not exactly thrilled about the idea of acquiring Kirk Cousins, so they figured let's bring the uh, number one Kirk hater on the show. And uh, maybe he can debunk it. And I took it, Doogie, as an opportunity to shine a light on all of Kirk's positive qualities for the Charlotte audience and any Carolina Panthers executives <laughs> that may be listening. You know, you know, maybe uh, maybe we can we can help the Vikings boost his trade value. And so uh, here was one of the ideas I floated to them. All right, I'm going to be Vikings front office. You be Panthers front office. And so so you you have called me according to my colleague Judd Zolgad. And I am, I'm going to entertain this, and I'm going to throw two offers. I'll, I'll start with this first offer. Panthers get Kirk Cousins. Vikings take on the Sam Darnold contract. So you're, you can just be done with the disaster that's Sam Darnold. So, so Kirk Cousins, Panthers, Sam Darnold comes to the Vikings, along with the number six overall pick. <laughs> uh, no, this team doesn't have a day two pick. And I don't know how they're getting it back. And they need offensive line help. I, I just don't think that's what I tend to, to gather from our listeners is a, a big reason why they say no. Others have you know different motivations behind that. But, I mean, this team gave up a third-round pick to, to trade for C.J. Henderson. They gave up a sixth to trade for Stephon Gilmore, who may walk when it's all said and done. Uh, with, with the desperate needs they have on the offensive line, I don't know how you could justify giving away six and Sam Darnold, which is not a deal breaker for anybody, but six for Kirk Cousins without a means and no money left, I would think, to, to solve your offensive line issues. Does that make sense? No, I will tell you, Kirk Cousins did have a career-high four game-winning drives in 2021. He is the two-minute terminator. He True. is the late-game luminary. So you would you would get the prowess that is Mr. Game-winning drive <laughs> down the stretch. I think one of them was against the Lions, but I mean, that's still, you know. No, he's here. He came in and got one of those. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm biting. I'm biting. Uh-huh. I'm the Panthers. Now I floated. I said, "What? What if it's a pick swap in the first round? Okay, if I swap the six and the twelve, and then uh, you know you guys kick in like a I don't know, kick in like a third round pick next year or something." And they were they were more open to that idea. They were actually very open to that idea. So uh, we'll see. I would be incredibly open. I don't know why Carolina would be, but if I'm the Vikings and I can get the sixth overall pick, forget about Darnold. If I get the sixth overall pick for Kirk Cousins, like oh, that to in. me is the ultimate well, no yeah, but, no, but, part, but, but part of the way you I don't build know the why Carolina is, would do that. Right. Well, let me uh, let me shine some light on that for you, Doogie. <laughs> so I know that Carolina, you guys have been in sort of a mess lately, but at least Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo are offensive-minded guys that can connect with Kirk Cousins. 
And so when you start to look at, you know, Cousins from a statistical standpoint, fifth best passer rating in NFL history ahead of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, Steve Young, I'm not quite putting him in that category, but I mean, his numbers are pretty ridiculous. Third highest completion percentage in NFL history. He helped rack up 3,000 receiving yards almost for Justin Jefferson over the first two seasons. He really just needs a new home that will embrace him and put some offensive-minded coaches around him. And then you look at the Panthers' division. I know it's been five-win purgatory for, for the Panthers the last few seasons, but no Tom Brady in the division, no Bruce Arians in the division, the Falcons are a disaster. I feel like Kirk Cousins is the Panthers' gravitational pull back to eight, nine, or ten wins, just like he's been throughout his entire career. Anything beyond that, it's sort of you know still in question. But if you're looking for a quarterback to pull you from five-win purgatory to at least contending for the playoffs or winning a weak division, he's a pretty perfect fit. I'm not going to lie. How did they not cut you? How did they not cut you off at some point for that BS? (laughs) He needs a place to embrace him. Call it into the commissioner's office. He needs a place to embrace him. If that was my show, I would have cut your ass off. Ben Ben McAdoo, come on. Yeah, the greatest high school gym teacher of all time becoming National Football League head coach. He would be an upgrade. I mean, it's not like the bar is real high there in Charlotte, but he would be, heck, he'd be a significant upgrade. You know, and... I'm all about, I might be in the minority on this. You know, heck, if you talk to Mark Wolf, at least on the record, uh, he strongly disagrees. But I have no problem hitting the reset button. I really don't. I love the Alabama quarterback. I love the Ohio State quarterback. I know you can't, you know, outright tank. But, you know, if you can position yourself to have the highest possible draft pick one year from now, then maneuver, if you need to, to get in a position to draft one of those guys. I'd be all for that scenario. Or, Dukes, accumulate 2023 draft picks, including, let's say, an additional first rounder, and then have the have the goods to move up mm-hmm. into that draft. That's what I think. So, like, because this team, this team could come back and have loads of fun and win some games. Like, there's no guarantee this team is going to suck. What I keep saying is, and I think it's accurate, they need a reset. Like, you can't say, we're going to change the culture and keep the roster the same. That, so, so, like, you either choose new culture or same roster. But if you go and, and let's say, in, in fact, I, I got this suggestion uh, on Twitter a couple days ago. If you trade, let's say, uh, Kirk to Carolina, you give them 12, they give you 6 and you expand the agreement to include Carolina's first round pick in 23, something like that. Then, then you've got your own first round pick Carolina's, which might be, which if they get Kirk is not, should not be terrible. Right. But those two draft picks would give you the ability then to make some calls to let's say a top five drafting team and say, Hey, here's the trade. So, so but Judd, who's going to play quarterback in 2022 for the Vikings. But here's what I don't get. I don't get. I don't get it the fact. No, but here's what I don't understand at all: the faction of the fan base that says that listens to the Wilf say the culture has to change, which I think we all agree with. Like, like it got bad. Um, so they they agree completely. But then when Mark Wilf spins, yeah, but we plan on trying to, to win in 22. Which, by the way, what else is Mark going to say? We're gonna suck. I hope we're terrible. Like he's not going to say that. The fan base says, yeah, but you can't make a, you know, but Kirk has to come back and 
So it's like, no, 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 you can't have it both ways. People, people are overstating how bad of a coach Mike Zimmer was. Like, like people well, are taking true. it way too far. Mike Zimmer averaged ten years, uh, ten wins per season in the four years before Kirk Cousins signed. Went won two divisions, went to an NFC Championship game. He was like sixteen games above five hundred. Had no disaster seasons. Like his disaster seasons were seven win seasons. Mike Zimmer was a damn good NFL coach with flaws. Definitely, you know cantankerous, sort of old-school, run-the-ball, ball control. I'm not saying he was flawless. But for the people that think, okay, Mike Zimmer was the cancer. Like, this team would have been a 14-win team every year if not for the cancer that was Mike Zimmer. It's just, yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Zimmer, no one thought Mike Zimmer was this incompetent boob three years ago. And now all of a sudden, he's the reason for all the Vikings' problems. Like, people are taking that narrative way too far. And I agree. I'm not even trying to defend Mike Zimmer. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, Zim would tell you, Heck, not like I told Dalvin to fumble in overtime in Cincinnati. Not like I told Greg Joseph to miss an easy field goal week two in Arizona. Not like I told Cam Dantzler to be 20 yards off St. Brown at Ford Field in Detroit. Not like I told Patrick Peterson to get hurt and be out for that game. And then Peterson would have been in that position to not make such a mistake. Now, the comeback is like, you know, how the heck did you win the game against Detroit here, right? You know, so that would be the comeback to Zim, that it goes both ways. But yes, any sort of narrative suggesting that Zim was like some sort of train wreck, give me a bleep and break. Hey, by the way, on Cousins, so Carolina then would pay him. So if you're working out a trade, whether it's Carolina or you name the franchise, that would entail, right, conversations with Cousins' representation about a contract extension, right? Because you're just not taking on... Uh, the last year of his deal without some sort of guarantee that he's going to be there for multiple more years. So then what does that contract look like? Or in your world, Phil, is Carolina the team that says, okay, he's such an upgrade. Yeah, we'll give him $40 million a year. Yeah, so they if they do, I don't want to get super into the weeds here, but if they, so over the cap has a great uh, restructure tool. And if the Panthers do some simple restructures of some of their highest paid players right now, they can clear... 40-ish million dollars in cap space. So, And that, by the way, includes Sam Darnold being on the roster. So like, part of this deal would be the Vikings would, and then again, it has nothing to do with Darnold. You could cut him for all I care. I'm just saying like, you would eat the $18 million in Darnold's or, or, or eat some of, whatever. You would offset some of the money and you would take Darnold on as like a backup quarterback. I saw people running with it like, how dumb are the Score North guys? They think Sam, it's like, there's nothing to do with Sam Darnold. It has nothing to do with Sam it's, Darnold. Give me the sixth pick. I'm just telling Correct. you. Like, yes. I don't see why Carolina <laughs> would do that. People are idiots. Yeah. And the score North guys, they're pretty dumb. So, we are dumb. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Like, let's not. <laughs> yeah, I can't debate that. Gloss <laughs> over that. that. That's a pretty dumb crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, to, to me, I think it's, you, Kirk, Kirk doesn't have a no trade clause, but because he's got this huge bloated cap hit and he's a free agent after next year. He can, he can essentially say, well, you know, you can trade me to Carolina, but I'm not going to negotiate an extension. I'm going to play it out. And by the way, it's a $45 million hit for the Vikings, but it would only be a $35 million hit for the Panthers, so it wouldn't be quite as aggressive. Uh, but but that contract is a de facto no trade clause because he can just say, um, all right, yeah, trade me there, but I'm not going to negotiate. Correct. So it's interesting. Yeah, so he still has the hammer. He's had the hammer for a long time. He still has the hammer. Yeah. What about okay? Daniil Hunter's the other one here. That's he's not getting as much pub, but he's got this what eighteen million dollar roster bonus here in a few weeks, 
And and he, you know, before the injuries, he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He's still in his prime, Doogie. Any thoughts or ideas or information on what may happen? And, and by the way, the Vikings are moving to a three-four base defense too, and that, you know, so that's going to be a thing. Um, what are your thoughts on Daniil? Well, I mean, freak of an athlete. So, do I think he could be fine in a three-four base when you have some different four-three looks anyway, nickel defense, what have you? I think he would be okay. So, yeah, it's an eighteen million dollar roster bonus due March twenty-first. You can spread that out, turn that into a signing bonus, and keep him that way. The cap hit is $26.1 million. So among non-quarterbacks, I don't know if NFL Network did the research on on that, I'd be curious to see where the 26.1 ranks, non-quarterbacks. I would imagine, Judd, what do you think, top 10? There might be another defensive lineman or two above that. It's probably top 10. Maybe even yes. top five. Curious yes. maybe I mean, what Jalen Ramsey, some other cornerbacks might be at. But 26.1 for a cap hit is yeah. ridiculously high. Like we talk about Cousins eating up 21.5% of the 2022 salary cap at $45 million. What's 26.1 million eat up? And I'm not Will back. Hunting. I apologize. I can't do that math top of my head. But that's still a good chunk. So something needs to take place. But I'm it's telling like you, 10. it could be as it's simple like as... How much? Ten percent? It's like it, no, I say it's it, he's like top the tenth highest non-quarterback cap hit. Yeah, okay, right. so yeah, top ten. So, but I'm telling you, it can be as simple as just converting that roster bonus into a signing bonus. I made the point with Judd on Tuesday, Phil, that Daniel's guy is Andre Patterson, and I'm still surprised that the Vikings never had a conversation with Andre about staying. That conversation never took place. I thought it would. There's a number of Andre Patterson fans at TCO Performance Center, but it never happened. He's now with the New York Giants. I'm telling you, more than Zim, more than Pico, some other people there with the Vikings, like Daniil's guy, Andre Patterson. So I can't help but wonder if Andre goes to Giants management at some point and says, hey, at least make the phone call. That's my guy. We need pass rushing help here. Let's find a way to bring Daniil to New York. And let's let's go back to though because I I feel like these conversations sometimes get into the weeds of like who needs to be restructured, what needs to to be done to keep this guy or that guy. Let's go back and un- understand too that you don't fire your GM and coach not to make changes. So like if there was ever a time to, to look at the top of the cap hits, Cousins, Hunter, Thielen, Kendrick, Smith, Cook, and say Pierce, who's who, Pierce? Who's going to be gone right now is the time. So, so like, it, you're not going to say, how can we milk another year from said guy? You're going to, to say, if, if we're going to move on from this player uh, be, because of his status or because of his cap hit, why wait till after 22? Let's do it right now. So, because I, I see that, I saw a tweet to, today about, well, the so the Packers are going to bring back Aaron and Devontae, and you're saying that the Vikings are are in cap hell. What about the Packers? The Packers are trying to run it back as much as they possibly can. They've been to three with, straight NFC championships. And it's their yeah. two best players. <laughs> but 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 the point is, if this was Zimmer and Spielman, then yes, these conversations about how can you make this work are on point. But the changes that have been made give Quasi and O'Connell carte blanche to make changes, to flip things, 
to make decisions that, guess what? They're going to be unpopular. But their job is not to make popular decisions for a fan base that owns Cousins and Hunter and and Thielen jerseys. Their job is to make decisions that give the Vikings the best chance at a championship in an upcoming four to five year period. So like the, the convert, I feel like we get bogged down in, in this. How can the Vikings remain relevant with this crew? The day that Spielman and Mike got fired, that went out the window. Also, well, two things. One, I, the Packers came up short of the NFC Championship game, but the Packers have won 13 games. The like Packers are like one of the four best teams in the NFL. So they're trying to run it back and get out of cap hell because they're, they, they still have a Super Bowl window. People, people talk about the Vikings like they are the Rams, like they are the Packers, and they just had a couple bad luck injuries. The Packers had more injury bad luck than the Vikings did this year. You know, I mean, give me a break. The Vikings haven't been above 500 in like 800 days. <laughs> they are not a team on the cusp. They aren't one coaching change away from all of a sudden being a Super Bowl champion, right? You, you got to look at this objectively, I guess. That's my main takeaway. Yeah, I mean, you missed the playoffs three of four years. You're right. When was the last time they were above 500? We need to go back to, what, 2019? Yeah, the end of the 2019 season. Yeah, the end of the 2019 season. So, yeah, I mean, this roster still needs all sorts of help. And, I mean, Green Bay, you're right. Their window is still wide open. They are kicking the can down the road, right? At some point, they'll have to pay up, you know, with with this reworking of the Kenny Clark contract, this reworking of the Aaron Jones contract. They'll eventually have to have to pay the price on that. That's where we're at with the Vikings, right? Where they've kicked the can down the road on on some guys. You know, made some decisions that in hindsight maybe they should not have made. Like re-signing Anthony Barr. Should have just let him go to New York with the Jets. You know, other other similar type decisions. But yeah, like Quasey has a four-year contract. Kevin has a four- or five-year contract. I think, you know, there's some leash there. There's some leeway. But, like, you get this thing wrong in the next few years, you are not guaranteed any sort of contract extension. So you're right. The time is now to make some hard decisions. Now, like on Adam Thielen, because his cap hit is, what, 16.92 or 9.5 million? He's number three on the team. I absolutely see a, a restructure coming there. That I see Adam Thielen in purple this year that he'll agree to, to lower his number. Whatever that looks like, I see Adam Thielen here this year. Yeah. All right, dudes, give us some rapid-fire scoops here. What else is in your scoop bag? Well, we've got the draft combine next week. There are some Minnesotans that will take part, including Jermaine Johnson, Eden Prairie High School. He went to a community college, a JUCO, in Kansas. In fact, what was the Netflix show? Uh, Last Chance You. Last Chance You. He was on one of those teams that Last Chance You featured. Then he ends up at Georgia, has a good run as a Bulldog, then he is a transfer, a graduate transfer to Florida State for, for his last year. Blows up in Tallahassee. Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft has Jermaine Johnson going top 10. So an Eden Prairie kid to keep an eye on next week with the Combine. Then Boye Mafe, Golden Valley native, former Hopkins High School star, former gopher. Jeremiah had him going 27 or 28, late first round. So there's some pretty good Minnesota flavor. Then you've got you know guys like Blaze Andrews from Marshall, Minnesota, the former Gophers offensive lineman. There's also a kid from Ricori. His name is Matt Waletsko. 
And he went to the University of North Dakota, multi-year starter, might have even started, you know, right as a freshman or redshirt freshman. But anyway, he had a good run down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, so he'll be at the Combine. Interesting connection there. So the new Vikings offensive line coach, I should have his name in front of me, but he's a North Dakota guy. Not like there's a whole lot of North Dakota offensive linemen walking around. So I'm telling you, keep an eye on that name, Matt. Well, let's go from Ricori. And with that North Dakota connection with the Vikings offensive line coach, I'll be tracking his happenings starting next week. All right. There he is. Darren Doogie Wolfson. Inside information. Then, Phil, I suppose, you know, I can mention that, you know, just about every Twins minor leaguer right now is in Fort Myers. Rocco Baldelli's down there. You know, the entire coaching staff, they're able to work with the non-40 man guy. So, you know, it's it's business as usual if you're not on the 40-man roster. Technically, guys don't need to be in Fort Myers until next Tuesday. But just about, just with the dormitory and all that, all the meals they have down there, it's a great setup for minor leaguers. Not pay-wise, but just in terms of, you know, amenities. Uh, so just about every Twins minor leaguer is is right now in Fort Myers. I've been asked about this Cuban free agent. His name is Luis Danny Morales. Got a couple questions on Twitter because the Twins were at a showcase for him in Mexico City a few weeks ago. He's going to end up signing for seven figures, one to two million dollars. He still falls under the international free agency umbrella. So the Twins spent too much money. They don't have enough money, I guess, is the bottom line. That that the Twins like this guy. His upside is really good. Like, there are some scouts say he's a number two, number three type starter in a few years. He's 19, so he's not 16. He's 19 years old. Luis Danny Morales throws a 97-98, good off-speed stuff. Uh, but the Twins just don't have enough money to sign him. They'd love to sign him. And they that's, just and don't that, have the it, money. It, it, and that's cheap hole ads, or that's uh, within the <laughs> within the structure of the international signing. Pool? That would be the latter, but I'm sure a lot okay. of people will gravitate toward the the narrative of the former. But yeah, they just they don't have enough money from their pool of money for for this year's international free agency class. Each team is allotted a certain amount of money. Uh, the Twins have spent a good portion of that money, including giving a couple guys seven figure bonuses. So they have mm-hmm. spent a good amount of money on international free agents. So that pool of money is no longer available. Then Wolves tonight against the Grizzlies. Wolves tomorrow night against Philadelphia. Philadelphia practicing later today at the U of M practice facility. Alrighty. So yeah, they'll uh, be over at Ben Johnson's court. I was going to ask a couple baseball follow-ups, but we're so done with baseball right now. Judd nailed gonna... it. I'm telling you. Judd, more than anybody I know, foresaw this six to nine months ago, saying oh, yeah. the owner's... Now, I don't want to suggest like there's no deal that the owners would agree to because if they literally can negotiate, you know, every term that they want, of course they would say, yes, let's get this deal done. Like, let's say I have a Mercedes, Phil, you have a Ford Tempo. And I said, hey, I'll trade you my Mercedes for your Ford Tempo. Yeah, okay. So, like, that's where the owners are. But, like, any sort of reasonable middle ground, like, the owners just don't have an interest in getting a deal done. So, like, I have a hard time believing in the next few days, even though they're meeting, like, they're not going to get a deal done. I don't know what the season is going to look like. I think a deal eventually gets done, but I'm just, Judd, Judd nailed it, I'm telling you, last summer, saying this is going to last for a while. The owners have no interest in getting a reasonable deal done, and that's the evidence. There's just, there's no evidence to suggest the owners want to get a reasonable deal done. So this thing is going to last for a while. Yep. All right, dude. Keep lasting Good for a stuff, while. Man. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yep. Thanks, see dude. You All right, see you, boys. Awesome, bye bye.
speculation. Reckless speculation today. Well, that was good. Presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years helping businesses with risk management and maximizing their upside. You can find out more about all the tools and resources Federated provides at federatedinsurance.com. I've got one question. What did, did the CEO of Vikings Twitter think about that scoop session? Because I'm like, I'm curious what, yeah. you know, like, like I know what I thought. I well, guess listen, I don't care what Dex thought. No, uh, you're the, the CEO of Vikings Twitter. The CEO Twitter. of Vikings Twitter what do you think about it, tends CEO? to look look at things from a 30,000-foot perspective. Mm. <laughs> asked you. And, uh, and he appreciates any sort of dialogue that will push Vikings Twitter into a championship mindset. Okay. That's that's. Listen, yeah. I and I, as the Vikings Twitter CEO, promise to communicate openly and honesty, uh, honestly with everyone, whether you are a, 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 Vi- a, a Vikings Twitter member with 50 followers or whether you have 15,000 followers. I can't promise that there won't be layoffs at some point oh. in and among Vikings Twitter. Oh, boy. It's just a, a product of the climate that we're in right now. But uh, I will I will keep you abreast of the situation through these, through these difficult times, these challenging times. Yes, and he did not so uh, communicate that all of us wear gray today, which I think all three of us, for whatever reason, <laughs> are all wearing like the same style type of polo. Philly's got a hoodie on at least, but Judd and I, hoodie, I think, yeah. are wearing the exact yeah. same type of pullover. So, wow, real exciting day, real exciting here day. on the show. Yeah. yeah, it's huge, big time. Yeah. So, all right, reckless speculation Thursday. <laughs> Rolls on here. And uh, there was an article Declan found on NFL.com. We'll get to some old tweets exposed here shortly on Mackie and Judd. But there was an article on NFL.com entitled Restructure or Release, I believe it was. And it had like eight players and, you know, different kind of weird veteran contract situations that have to, to be addressed. And one of the players on that list, excuse me, was Eric Kendricks. Vikings linebacker about to turn 30 years old this offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric has a cap hit of $13.5 million, which he would be the fourth highest paid player on the team. He takes up, you know, six and a half percent of the, the entire team's salary cap. The Vikings could save $8 million to the cap by just saying goodbye, either in a trade or if they were to release him, which I would, I don't know. I don't think they're going to release him. But I think it's it's kind of a fun game. And we, we talk so much Kirk Cousins because. There's just new things on a daily basis, and it's such a, just a, I think a fascinating time to be following the Vikings offseason moves. But let's play release or restructure, or let's call it restructure or release slash trade, because I don't think you're just gonna like release these guys. But okay. would, are you gonna are you planning on re- just saying all right, we're gonna say goodbye or trade this player and save cap space? Sure. Or restructure. And yep. keep this player for another year or two, non-Kirk Cousins edition. All right, you know, fire up some music here, Dex. Yeah, I was looking. I'll do the football sound. I was looking for like some game show, but then I had PTSD from five years ago, and I don't do game show music on <laughs> Mackie and Judd. So <laughs> yeah. we'll just play some football music. So let's start with Eric Kendricks. All right, we're going to go. You know, non-Kirk Cousins edition. The Vikings have a lot of veterans in and around the age of thirty or above that make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. New GM, new coach, chance for a reset. So Eric Kendricks, $13.5 million cap hit, fourth highest on the team. You could save $8 million to the cap by saying goodbye in some form, or you could restructure and keep him around for at least another year or two. 
And I am going to assume that, that he is amenable to the potential restructure, correct? So, so like, that's uh, not a problem? No balking here from Eric Hendricks' camp? Well, it's it's kind of a complicated question because there are some restructures you can do without even right. having to acknowledge him. Which has uh, been like, done like, him before. Like, you can move some of his base salary into a bonus, okay. and then you can, you can do a simple restructure without asking okay. him. But if you wanted to do, like, an extension type of restructure you would need him and the agent to play ball. Like with Kirk Cousins, a restructure would need them to play ball because there's right. only one year left. Right. With some of the other players, you can you can just, without asking them, convert base salary to a bonus of some kind, spread it out over the length of the contract, get relief for 2020. Daniel is that, is, is, if you um, want to fool around with his contract, I believe is just like that as well. Okay, so in yeah. Kendricks, so I have heard that Kendricks is not really an ideal fit in a 3-4 defense at linebacker, but I I need to know more. Look, like there's different permeations of of the, as we like to call it, thirty four defense. Yes. So yes. so here's my thing. I would like to restructure him and keep him because I do believe I want to change the culture and the fundamental feeling around th- this team. But I think that Kendricks is a positive there. Not like I don't think he's been a problem. In fact, I I think that he's matured into a very important uh, touchstone in that locker room. So if I can make this work and get his cap hit down and and salary down, because I don't think in a trade you're going to get back much bang for for your buck here because he's 30, certainly has mileage. He's been hurt. So I I would like to keep him around. So I am... Perhaps somewhat surprisingly now to a point of I think I would restructure him if that is possible. Okay. Dex? I actually keep him and I don't restructure. I'd let this ride. Um, I know he's due $13 million, which is 6.5% of the cap. And Cynthia Ferland in that NFL.com article noted that of all the off-the-ball linebackers, he has the eighth highest cap hit. So, I mean, he's a pretty penny for a linebacker. And I get that he kind of dropped off a little bit PFF rankings last year. But I think there's still something there. And then if you want to say goodbye in 2023, there's only a 1.9 dead money uh, against you, and you would save $9 million against the cap. So honestly, he's 30 years old. I'm not in the interest of making another contract for him. I just let this ride. I let it ride at, yeah. at, at $13 million. And by the way, by the way, there's not a lot you can do because his contract's up after 2023. And so, again, we're really in the weeds here. But the way that you would restructure here if you wanted relief in 2022 is you would convert part of his nine million dollar base salary and there's bonuses involved too you would convert some of that to say a signing bonus and then spread that signing bonus out into future years well there's only one future year so you would you would need him and his agent in this particular case to what judd said to extend and the extension would take him into as a linebacker age 32 age 33 so i trade him I trade Eric Kendricks in the next three weeks. Hmm. It sucks because he's a Ring of Honor caliber player. Yep, he's the heart and soul. You know, it's like him and four other guys are kind of the heart and soul of that locker room, right? I mean, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, I think Brian O'Neill is probably in there. Yep, and uh, Justin Jefferson. But he's going to be thirty. I mean, how many linebackers? Look what happened to Brian Urlacher. Oh, how yeah. many linebackers? And he's been hurt. He's been hurt for sure. Yep. I just don't think you're going to get much. So I, I've got a different uh, player or fish in this case that I, I would like to fry in that sense. That's not oh. Eric Kendrick. Is it 
Harrison Smith, who yes. is the fifth yes. highest paid player on the team. Again, yes. he is a Vikings Ring of Honor guy, maybe a borderline NFL Hall of Famer, but you could wind up saving about $6 million to the cap by saying goodbye to him, or you'd pay him $13.5 million to the cap. So let's start with Judd here. His contract runs through 2025 because he just signed that massive new deal. Yeah, he is 32, but safeties, as you saw with Eric Weddle <laughs> in the last couple games of the playoffs, safeties can age more gracefully than other positions on defense. So what yes. would you do with Harrison Smith? I would trade him, and here's why. Um, I think that, that he brings a lot of the same attributes that I described with Kendricks. So I think he's a good locker room guy. He is definitely a guy who is seen as the face of that defense. And to be clear, I believe what O'Connell said about Smith at his opening press conference. So I think he's going to be here, but I would trade him because this is a guy that I think the return would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you trade Kendricks, you're going to get a day two or th- or three pick. No, day three pick. Uh, so you think you can get more for, yes, even though Harrison think, Smith's older, you yes, think you can but, get more for him. But because of the position he, he plays, um, and I think the perception, right or wrong, is that he is not probably as broken down as Kendricks is. Yeah. I think the return on Smith, and I am trying to accumulate right now as many future assets as possible, too. So in this case, I am trading Smith based on the fact that I think that if you are a Super Bowl contender and need help defensively, Hitman Harry, he can help you. You want Hitman. <laughs> That's why I want to provide some uh, clarification here, too, because I think a lot of people that, you know, you watch the games and it's not always easy to tell when a defensive player like a linebacker has lost a step. You, know, you, you see Kendricks making plays. You see the tackle totals, right? Like he had, I think he had a career high in tackles this season. Mm-hmm. He had over 100 tackles. But when you dig a little deeper, Pro Football Focus does this. He had the lowest PFF grade since his rookie season this year. Yep. He was a below average linebacker according to pro yeah. football focus. And some of that was, he was banged up. I mean, he was elite as recently as two years ago and three years ago, but it's just when a guy drops off like that and experiences injuries and he's 30. Um, so Dex, what would you do with Harrison Smith? The funny thing is with Harrison is he is the definition of what Kevin O'Connell wants to accomplish on offense from his illusion of complexity. That yeah. is Harrison Smith. He literally gives the illusion of complexity. You hear Aaron Rodgers talk about him all the time. Like one of the he, Rodgers calls him one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Uh, the issue here is, can you if you trade him and can you do that? You know, post June first designation, because if you can figure out something like that, it would save you a lot more money against the cap. Because right now, if you trade him, I believe pre June one, according to over the cap, you have seven million dead money and $5 million cap savings. So that would be a negative, right? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. So can you figure out a way to make it a post-June 1 designation? Because I'm a judge. I think you can get it, something. But it doesn't help you. But the problem with that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is it doesn't help you for this year's free agent cycle. So you would you would oh. not get the cap savings for this right. year's free but agent cycle, which it, is in right. March. Got it. And then you wouldn't have Harrison Smith also in 2022. Right. Got it. right. So I, I feel like he's the type of dude that if you're going to do it, do it now, like in the next two but weeks. But you would have, but but you would have uh, potentially through that trade f- future assets, which I think is the thing that is not being focused on enough in discussions. Is what can you get for the future? Kendricks, not much. Smith, potentially a decent return. And I am, I, I'm intent on two things. 
cleaning up the cap, which is going to be a gradual process, and also accumulating assets for 2023 and beyond in draft picks that I can then bundle and wait for it, wait for it, move up in drafts, move up. Shocking, in a first you know. round, it's I know shocking. it's 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 allowed. I found out. I looked it up last night. So Harrison Smith is still an excellent player. He's you know maybe he's not what he was two years ago, but he is still one of the seven to ten best safeties in the NFL. I'm not gonna unless I get blown away with a trade. I am more likely to potentially restructure or just or just kind of you know ride this out year to year. So. The good news is after 2022, then the savings become so his cap hits go up, but the savings also become greater. So like in, like you can to me the decision is after 2022 with him unless someone blows me away. In 2023, I can start to save like 12 million dollars a year in cap space with him. So I keep Harrison Smith. Unless I get blown away by like someone wants to give me a first round pick or that's second what I was round go- going to ask. What what's your definition of blown away in a trade off for Harris? A high second round pick or better. Okay, but I think here's the thing because I'm also thinking about 2023 24. I think he can play a key role when you come back up the mountain in 2023. He's the type of dude that might be able to play into like his mid to late 30s, and so I'm not just. To kick him off the I team. like him a lot. I like him a lot. But he plays a position I can find good players okay. for cheaper. That's not that's running back safeties. I can find safeties. Okay. I just got rid of a yeah. linebacker, so I'm a little more comfortable. And with, you know, no, 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 no. And I look, look, look. I'm all about culture and future assets and dismantling <laughs> this roster while setting a new tone. CEO. For the Vikings, but he's franchise. not. But he's not part of the like the no, a bad no. part of the tone. I just said though, assets. I want assets for, for the future, and he's helping me get those. Yeah. Harrison, we appreciate you. And by the way, you're going to a team where you can win a Super Bowl, my man. This is the greatest day of your life. You enjoy. <laughs> you enjoy that parade because we here in Minnesota are hitting a reset. All right, I'm going to give you one more for now. De- De- Daniil Hunter, we talked about a little bit with Doogie, and we've we've done some some episodes on him, but I'll give you this one because yes. Doogie brought him up. Yes. 32-year-old Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has a $16.8 million cap hit, one of the three highest on the team. You could uh, I mean, the savings aren't that great. You could save about yeah. five-ish, $5.5 million by I, saying I goodbye this, this year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's got three more years left on the contract through 2024. He'll be 34 years old at the end of the contract. What would you do? I'm going to restructure him because, one, it's quite clear he'll do it. And, uh, two, he, again, is a player who I think if you took him to the market and tried to, like, trade him, you wouldn't get much. And I don't I don't want to release him. So I, he'll basically probably uh, allow you to nickel and dime him in a contract for the rest of his career here. So I'm going to abuse the fact that he's from here, probably desperate to stay is my guess. And, and I'm going to, until he's completely fried, just continue to bring his contract down and make it work for me. Because I mean, he, he's definitely a threat. He's still a good player. The injuries now do concern me a lot. Like like that does get, get to be concerning, but I think in the, course of saying we would like to restructure and cut said contract that all comes up about the injuries and time missed and so i'm going to 
restructure him in part again because I don't think if you took him out and tried to trade him that it would exactly land you a potential Harrison Smith like package. Yeah. I restructure him. I, I I I think he's a good enough soldier that he'd be open up to do it, and he's a wide receiver that's still pretty damn valuable. And you can figure out with with a ton of years still left, and by ton I, I should say he has through twenty twenty four right. So, so he he's still 47 years left. So, on his yeah, so, <laughs> so when he's into his 40s, we can keep kicking this can down the road. I think this one makes the most it. sense in terms of the restructures of the three guys. I think it makes the most sense to restructure Adam Thielen. And so this is another one where I don't even, you know, you, you could do some sort of, you know, extension restructure, but probably not with three years left on the contract. So you, this is the type of player where the front office can just restructure without the permission of the player. I'm 95% sure on that with Thielen. You could convert his, you know, he has like a $12, $13 million base salary. You could convert a chunk of that to a signing bonus and spread it out through the remaining years of the contract to get relief for 2022 if you wanted to. You know what I'd like here, though? Just a flat-out pay cut. Like, I I want to cut his his pay. Like, I, I don't want to pay him. I don't want to be, be like, we'll kick the can down the road. Yeah. I just want I want him to take less. Like if he's like, I'm not taking less. I'd be like, okay, cool, go play for the Packers, dude. And, and, you know, um, now he's one I would like to I, across the board with guys like him and Kendricks. I would like to ultimately cut their pay. Like I don't want to reward them with contracts that, sure. that like they're they're. They're not part of trying to help me win a championship in 22. And so I'm like, you know what? In 24, we'll, we'll come back to your contract. I want you to be happy that you're playing here, take a pay cut, and just play for less. Sure. Yeah, and, uh, and, and maybe that's a discussion that happens. But um... And then if he says, screw you, then I say, okay, <laughs> go join Diggsy in Buffalo, dude. In, in general, I don't want to be getting rid of passing game weapons. And I and I like KJ Osborne, but let's be a little careful just putting KJ Osborne as a number two that. receiver. Sure, you know this Vikings offense is a lot stronger when KJ Osborne's your number three wide receiver and a healthy Adam Thielen's your number two, and he's one of the best red zone receivers in the NFL. Okay, so. that that brings up a really interesting point too, because I think Thielen's going to ha- have to be sat down, and and he he might say fine, but think about the conversation between O'Connell, Phillips, Thielen, because. There is no question that starting in 2022, and this is how it should be, Justin Jefferson is Cooper Cup. Like, he's Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, uh, Diggs is one and Thielen's two, but it's, like, two top guys, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we talked about that for a long time. Adam Thielen is very good, but he is clearly he's clearly a guy who's going to get the ball when Jefferson doesn't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's not a weapon, but there has to be – he has to have no mis- no mistaking what his role is going forward, and it's going to be, I think, a different role in some ways than the, the role be- because previously it felt like this: two high safeties from Detroit. Well, throw to Thielen then because Jefferson's eliminated. Right yeah, yeah. now, it's like screw that. Yeah, we'll we'll move JJ I, around, and Thielen's still important, but he's not like one B. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. He's going to have a problem with that. Like, I think he, he, he sees how talented Stefan Stefan Diggs. Wow. Well, he saw how talented you. Stefan oh, Diggs boy. was, too. And they saw him ask out. Yeah. Anyway, I just yeah, think it's an interesting conversation. Okay. I would like to know. 
So, yeah, let us know. If you guys are uh, are bumming around in the Score North YouTube comment section, what would you do with some of these players? Would you just run it back with all of them? I just don't see that happening. I would be shocked if they ran everything back. And quite frankly, they don't have the money to run everything back. Right. So they're going to restructure and, and potentially trade someone in They're not group. dumb. They're not dumb people. Uh, boys, we got to get to some old tweets exposed here in a second. But um, all of this reckless speculation Thursday fodder has been presented by our friends at Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear you guys are ever going to put on. It's a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com. Real quick, one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you guys feel today. Consistent. Mm. Consistently comfortable. I like it. Restructure. That is how they make me feel. We were just talking about restructures. Whoa, yeah, I, I've restructured. Right. I've restructured my view of how I, how I look at underwear, and Chill Boys has changed my perception. So I've restructured my view of underwear. I would say bonus. I just feel like uh, mm. it's a bonus to my day to feel that comfortable down there chillboys.com check them out tell them that uh, purple daily and or Mackie and judd sent you in their direction all right every week declan goes back into the twitter archives it's old tweets exposed here on Mackie and judd all right fellas uh this is a minnesota twins edition and, and i we, we're going back in the archives here we're going we're going way back in fact i almost shared phil's during during the hit with doogie because you brought up that he used to produce for Chad Hartman. Yeah. So let's start with Phil here. Old Macadac used to do uh, Twins Weekly with Chad Hartman back in the day. June, July oh, 25th, wow. 2009. Yeah, D. Wolfs oh, and KSTP. The season is over if Slowey and Creedy are Creedy! Out. You talk about oh, fossils, man. Joe Creedy. Yeah, dude. Okay, let's let's see here. Well, by the way, the, uh, the Twins got... Red hot after that, yeah. and they, didn't they go like eighteen and three down the stretch or something? And they won. They, they did. They I love the Joe Creedy reference. Oh man, and Slowy, such a valuable oh. cog in that rotation. How could you possibly operate awesome. without it? Right. Oh boy. All right, that's a pretty solid leader in the clubhouse, right there. Okay, it's pretty okay. solid. All right, but yeah. but don't say don't say that you're gonna win yet ceo because i could have something equally or more stupid that was also like and dex could I, have been drunk i joined twitter in the spring of 2009 so that yeah. was like one of the first you know Wait. i don't know 100 tweets yeah. i probably ever sent I, I joined in 2009 but i can't remember what time of year i joined it, it might have been viking season for the star tribune viking, for access yeah. vikings.com mm-hmm. all right judley your turn all right August 11, 2013, Jamie oh, Carroll God. sent to the Royals oh, for players I mean, to be named later or cash. Carroll defined the words professional in his time with the Twins. I meant off the field, but it looks terrible now. I, I, I yes, if there, We should put a picture of Jamie Carroll in the Twins clubhouse just yep. to show those players this yep. is the man that you should Never all aspire to be. He, oh, okay. Yes. But no, I'm, you know what? I am not going to flail. I'm not going to make excuses. This tweet's embarrassing. Look at that. Dude. But he did have a corner locker. He did, he did get the corner locker oh because God. they had no one else to give the corner locker to. You know, Danny Valencia asked for one of those corner lockers <laughs> around story. that time. It was like 2011. I think oh, they traded. What happened? They uh, they, they probably traded, traded him an hour after. They traded. I think I think it was Kadire had signed with. That's what happened. Kadire signed with the Rockies. And like five seconds later, Valencia texted one of the, the clubhouse attendants. That's my corner locker now, right? Like, no, nah, dude. No. <sighs> It's not. Well, speak of the devil uh, from me, April 4th, 2012. Quote, with Valencia and Parmalee yeah. hitting at the bottom of your lineup, you've got to feel pretty good. Hashtag oh, correct in all caps. Swag. Swag <laughs> out. When in doubt, swag out. Swag. Okay. Swaggy V. 
Okay, this is th- an awful edition of Ultimate I think we have a winner, though, right? I mean, it's got to be Dak. And the the probably because I'm quoting this, I'm sure Bramer said this, and I was just all in. This is when I probably was still having my Bramer goggles on, and I I, I loved what he was saying. So I was probably <laughs> sipping some Kool Aid. This would have been freshman year of college for me, April of 2012. So uh, so this is an East Coast game. This is like beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep. This is this is an Eastern time zone game. Probably like I think they played the Orioles. Every year to start the the season. Oh, I think you know what I think you're right, Phil. In fact, random season recall here. Yes. I'll bet you that this was this was probably during the first inning of a Twins Orioles game. It might have been. Oh, it might have been opening day. Right, one sec. 2012 Twins reference. All right. April. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If if it is, I, I've got a guess on the starting pitcher for Baltimore that day. So they technically didn't play a game oh. yet. Opening day was April 6th, but April 6th in Baltimore. And I bet, and I believe it, it's a Look game that. that Jake Jake Arietta started for the Orioles. Bingo, Judd. Yes. Wow. Yes! Wow. Wow, yes! dude. Wow, dude. Yes. <laughs> Season recall, dude. And I think by Pavano versus Arietta. Gotta love Pavano. <laughs> okay. Can you? What else can you remember about? In fact, I, I won't even pull it up. I think I went look, to extra I want to innings. Here, too. here. I think it went to extra innings. It did not. It did not. Go it extra. didn't. Darn it. It did not. Jim Johnson got the save for the Orioles. I'll just go through. Okay, can you? All right, who else can you name from that Twins lineup? Opening day lineup in Baltimore, 2012. Um, 2012. Jamie Carroll is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was batted. Jamie? Was, of course, he batted second. Such a garden hire thing. Put yeah. the slap hitting middle infield. Slappy. In the uh, Joe, Joe behind the plate. Yep. 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 M- Morneau at first. No. DH. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Was Parmley at first, or or in yeah. mm-hmm. okay? Par- Parmley's at first. Uh, who was Valencia? Obviously, yeah, yeah. So he's. At we need the, a so... we need right field, left field, and shortstop. We need the whole outfield. Yeah, and we and... need us, and we need a. <laughs> Carroll was the shortstop. We need a second baseman. Oh, okay. So, uh, who who was the little guy that played second base around that time? Not Rivas. Um, oh, God. you're close. You're on it. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Casilla, uh, <laughs> yes. Alexi Casilla, yes. Alexi Casilla. Uh, the outfield? Oh God, it was probably for, em, eminently forgettable in 2012. Not, it was not. Oh really? All well, all of these guys are. None of these guys are obscure. Um, 2012. Was Kadir still there? No. Nope. He had okay. signed with the Rockies. Who was in center okay. field, Judd? Get this one. Um. Oh, I'm gonna kick myself if I don't. You're showing. You pulled Jake Arietta. Yeah, no, I know because some stuff, some stuff sticks in in my mind. But you know, post COVID, it's tough. Um, JJ Hardy was the Orioles shortstop in this game. Yeah, he yeah, reached base three times. Um, Great season. All right, I give who? Denard Span. Oh, okay. Josh Willingham and Ryan Domit. Oh, Josh, Josh Willingham. I the Twins died. used three pitchers in this game. Carl Pavano, Wait. Jeff Gray, and Brian Dunsing. Ryan Domit was in right field? Yeah. Yeah, he was a he was he played like right field first base catcher. Yeah. God, he's a weird dude. Played everywhere. Such a weird guy. So all right, there it is. Wow. Okay. All right. Little random season old recall on a Thursday with all tweets exposed. Look at all the games we're playing. Yeah. What more well, do you thanks, want from Tex. us? All right, we'll see you guys for a little feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd. Tomorrow, Purple Daily, 
Some interesting things being said about Kirk Cousins. Interesting stats have come out from Pro Football Focus that might sway some people's thoughts one way or the other. So we'll do that on Purple Daily Today. See you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.